0: Hey Christy, come and record the Drift ad.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Drift Outfitters in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Drift Outfitters is your source for all things fly fishing. From waders and boots to thread and feathers, Drift has it all. Check in on their website for their latest updates and policies regarding shopping during the pandemic. Curbside pickup for your online and phone orders is a great way to get the gear you need. And they're shipping for free across Canada on orders over 100 bucks. Visit driftoutfitters.com to learn more.
0: hello welcome to another episode of so fly it's the middle of january and uh it's really cold here and it's dark because it's the morning and my name is mitch and uh we've got aldo hello we've got yelma hello good morning and uh, we're, we're recording another episode of uh, the podcast today in the morning because we've got a guest on from uh, South Africa, so we had to make the time uh, thing work. I think this is the first time we've, oh no, we did one with Joe one time where we had to drink coffee and kind of wake up, but it's kind of like this, I'm not going to lie. Richard Whale is a born uh, was born in Cape Town, South Africa, on January 10th, 1985. He describes himself as a sole fly fisherman that loves all aspects of the sport and loves all types of fish. Richard began fly fishing at the age of 12, fishing both salt and fresh water. In his early 20s, he began fly fishing competitively for Western Province, uh, and it's around this time he also began guiding. Um, Yilma and I were actually lucky enough to spend a day fishing with uh, with Richard for Rainbow Trout and could absolutely vouch for his incredible guiding skills. It was like one of the best days fly fishing we've ever had. Um, he's also found himself on the retail side of fly fishing, having been a partner in multiple fly fishing shops in Cape Town. Um, and these days, Richard spends most of his time working in the boating industry. His day job keeps him busy. So, anytime he does have to fish is usually served, uh, reserved for himself. Um, but he still does guide for a select group of clients and ties up the odd custom fly order. We're super excited to have Richard on the show today. Richard, happy belated birthday.
2: Oh, cheers. Thanks, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually went, uh, did some free diving on the day um, yep. for, for crayfish. It's like rock lobster. Um, but yeah, no, well, thanks for the wishes. Much appreciated.
0: Free diving for rock lobster—that's amazing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like minus ten here right now,
0: and it's dark and cold, and you know, Canada winters are not very, not very forgiving. No.
2: Yeah, no, I can imagine. We we kind of in the heart of our summer. I think yesterday was uh, twenty-seven degrees Celsius. The slide Mm -hmm. in Cape Town. Oh man. So yeah, pretty much our warm time of the year.
0: Oh god, I love that. Yeah, Uh, that's like uh, I think we shot. uh, We were down there shooting a commercial in like what was it april Yilma? april, I, yeah. april yeah so it was it was cold yeah. here and i remember being there like sending snapchats to people and they were so pissed off at me because cape town's beautiful <laughs> you know and it was the best thing we uh we we met richard Yilma and i were down like i said shooting and we met richard and got to actually go out uh for a day fishing and and uh fish rainbows Where, whereabouts was that um in uh, south africa again richard
2: Okay. So yeah, we we you, you guys were, were down. Um we were like based yeah, in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Um and then the spot uh, we went to go fish, it kind of falls under the general explanation of the streams. We just call the Cape Streams, yeah. um, of which there are a couple of different streams and tributaries. But um the one we were on was uh, the small blau river and it's like uh, part of a little mountain range called the Limitburg Mountain Range, uh, and yeah, I'm sure you can remember. It's about 45 minutes uh, to an hour drive from Cape Town CBD. Um, kind of pop through the tunnel that goes straight through the mountain, and then yeah, you arrive in the valleys on the on the other side. And yeah, we were fishing. If I recall, it was beat six. Um, yeah. Kind of the R. Uh, our rivers um, that we fish a lot are kind of managed by the Cape Piscatorial Society. Um, so it's like a nice, nice organized scenario where you, you actually book a beat for, for the day as a member and um, obviously organize the day permits for you guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's about a two kilometer stretch. And yeah, our rivers are freestone rivers. Um, so we, as you remember, we, we most of the time are wet wading, fishing upstream, um, often sighting fish, whether you see them rising or holding um, or prospecting a good run. Um, and yeah, it's a yeah freestone river, kind of gin clear, um, fish's best uh, sort of. Just after our winter months, we actually, we have a closed season of about three months, which is during like the heavy rain season. Um, mm. that's just kind of the spawning time for the fish. And then, yeah, so then most of the summer months uh, is when we'd be fishing them. Mm-hmm. Um, does get a little bit hot um, towards like midsummer, sort of now, Jan time um and the fish can become a little bit lethargic uh, but uh, there's always there's always a good beat and some spots if you know the rivers well enough that you'll you'll find fish feeding throughout the, the summer season
0: that was i mean unreal yeah. rainbow fishing you know i remember like i was flying over Yilma was already in cape town and he's like yeah we're gonna go fly fishing for like if we have a day off we're gonna go fly fishing i'm like what we're gonna go saltwater fly fishing he's like We're gonna go rainbow trout fly fishing. I was like, "What?" (laughs) I had (laughs) no idea you could do that, and I was like, mind blown. And then the fishing was incredible. Like it was, it was just, it's really well taken care of, you know.
3: Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. that was a beautiful river. I I remember seeing, but I do remember seeing a lot of baboon scat, which was like, "What?" (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) get. Yeah, so the definitely the nature is totally different. I mean, um, probably one of the prettiest rivers i've ever been on and um yeah it was wonderful i mean yeah mitch thought we were going to go saltwater fishing but i to my surprise as well i didn't know rainbows it would be it would be something to target as well
0: yeah is that what you like yeah. is that what you got into when you started fly fishing was it rainbows or was it salt right away
2: yeah i mean so like in south africa there's actually we have a very big sort of fly fishing, um, community and constituency, um, and like down here in Cape town, um, historically and currently like the, the Cape streams is like always, a like a major factor, Mm -hmm. um, and always has been probably the biggest aspect of fly fishing down here. Um, although the saltwater fly fishing aspect has has grown a lot in in recent years um but yeah i mean you guys were just mentioning the uh, like ilma mentioned the the sort of environment and the the this the scenery like on the streams and it's just all kind of cape streams it's these small streams that hold trout it's like we're like a hour away from like sea level where it's way too warm for trout, but like as you climb into that mountain range you then have a higher altitude and then the water's cool enough to to hold the trout so it's quite a unique sort of freestone river scenario small stream holding trout um which yeah as i said is kind of unique to 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 cape town south africa um so that has as i said it's always been a big like uh, quite like the the major aspect of fly fishing down here Mm -hmm. um but i think fly fishing like all all around the world is just becoming so so dynamic and and not necessarily like a specific species driven driven So i mean down here and Cape Town, I suppose, mm-hmm. so like all, all around the world, you have your sort of urban fly fishermen guys going and targeting carp and, mm-hmm. in various bodies of water, mm-hmm. like even, even catfish and and barbell, tilapia, all sorts of things. Um, but, but yeah, I suppose our Cape Screams trout are, is like our kind of purest form of, uh, of fly fishing recognized down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, on the, on the saltwater side, Yeah, that's, that opens like a whole new can of worms because there's so many different species to target and yeah, to get back to your, your question, like I, like I've always grown up, um, like from as old as I could walk being interested in, in fishing, which generally starts with conventional fishing, um, and yeah, my family, we got like a holiday spot at the at the Breda River Mouth um, in Cape Infanta, which is like one of our best estuaries. So I kind of grew up fishing for, for for Grunter and Leary's. Leary's, which are Garrick, i send you some pics, very much like a, a Jack, Tra- similar to a Jack Travell, or part of the Karen Gadea family, which like makes up GTs and Jacks. And that's like kind of our version of it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I basically grew up like targeting them on conventional like stick baits and lure. And then yeah, when I was uh, around 12 years old, I kind of thought, how, what's the next step? And yeah, that's when I actually got into the fly fishing side. So usually in Cape Town, South Africa, you always start with trout, (laughs) um, whether it's like still waters or or on the streams. And then like over time, people progress to saltwater. I kind of, did it in reverse um uh i like started off on the saltwater side um so like double hauling on a nine weight <laughs> before i even picked up a three or five weight yeah. um, but then yeah still during school days i met a, a good mate of mine uh matthew rich he's he's actually a phenomenal uh, competitive fly fisherman um who he fished for the south african team and done quite a few of the the world's competitions around the world but Long story short, he he then got me into more of the freshwater stuff when we were at school, um, which then progressed into doing the the competitive fly fishing, um, which I must add is a huge leap for um, anybody if you even if you don't really want to like get too hectically involved in the competitive side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an amazing way to like fast track your fly fishing and, and learn from a whole lot of people. But, um, and then, yeah, after that, it all kind of just amalgamated into one fly fishing journey of freshwater, saltwater, salt water, rivers, streams, still waters. Yeah. And then obviously with the, as the passion grew, then more of the, the international trips and, and that side of things. Um, so yeah that's uh that's kind <laughs> of my the fly fishing journey
0: yeah yeah I love it so the competitive stuff you were talking about like how did how did that stuff come about because you you talked about you know the fly fishing scene in um South Africa being pretty big and and so is there like a big competitive scene there
2: yeah in in Cape Town we've got um the Cape Piscatorial Society yeah. um and- I mean, like officially, it's the oldest fishing body, be it recreational or any form um, in South Africa. And they've got like really cool um, uh, offices and club room like set in Cape Town CBD that's been there for for ages. I can't quote exactly how old they are, but it's they've been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, and like through through them, you have meet more guys which are involved in the competitive scene. And yeah, it's, it's, as I said, it's it's strange. When you have a look at, like, world comps, we always, like, I've, I've never gone as far as, like, going and uh, representing the country overseas in worlds, um, but uh, if you have a look at the, there's always the the Czech Republic guys, the guys from the States are, are in recent years become really big. You've got the UK, the Irish. It's quite a small group of countries, and uh, South Africa somehow has just, like, fits in there um right. but i think historically south africa is strange like that like with a small country at, at like tip of africa yeah. but then somehow competitive in like all these strange sports and first world type of activities um, yeah. so it's so awesome yeah that's that, that like yeah as i said it was introduction through a friend of mine yeah. um but, but yeah there's a there's a, a a small core strong group of guys which which keep um keep the whole competitive scene, scene going in South Africa because it does, I mean, you've got to do, it's all under the the FIPS Moosh international like fly fishing competition rules. Right. So like all our, all our interprovincial trials and national competitions are all done to the international standard rules. Uh, Cause ultimately our, our our national team would then compete in international world's competition. So yeah. uh, who originally was responsible for uh, getting that whole competitive side going, I can't can't really say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there definitely are quite a quite a quite a good group of guys that keep that that going. Yeah, it's awesome!
0: It's really cool. Yeah, we've talked about competitive angling uh, with oh. some Canadians, but never um, broad. So it's cool that you just hear you know the scene. How did you get into um, to guiding then? How did that whole thing come about?
2: Well, guiding, uh, like I think if you if you fish enough, um, and yeah, whether it's being involved with, uh, the the capiscatorial society, um, or the competitive scene, but generally like from competition fishing, you know, people generally get to know that you can, you can fish relatively well, so to speak. Um, and uh, between like seniors and juniors, you spend a lot of time doing, um, uh, like coaching clinics for the younger guys, and so you just kind of get into that habit of like not just fishing for yourself, but like helping other people out. Um, and then yeah, I kind of went through kind of word of mouth, and oh, this, the Cape Society—they also once a year do a a, a river festival where they invite people to to come for a weekend and then guys which which know the rivers quite well then you know make themselves available to to do some guiding so that's kind of something i was part of for like every year for quite a long time mm. um but i think it really sort of on the guiding side it really started to to kind of kick off was yeah in my my 20s um uh, that's kind of when i decided oh let me let me actually get fly fishing as as like an occupation yeah. a good go so at the time, uh, I joined up with, uh, uh, old buddy, John Yaland, who's kind of been around in the fly fishing scene in South Africa for many years. Uh, he's, um, yeah, he's one of the, guy, the go-to guys. He had upstream fly fishing originally in Cape Town when it, when it first started many, many, uh, it'll be decades now um and yeah so his shop was in cape town and i joined up with him to to help manage and and run the fly fishing shop um at which time he didn't do that much guiding but you know being a fly shop you often have people coming in to to ask for for guiding um so that i then yeah from there i started like just building up building up the guiding side of things um and yeah through doing the competitions and affiliated with western province fly fishing you then kind of have the 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 necessary sort of legitimacy to to guide guys um and then yeah just from from there over the years just expanded on that more and more um and that's yeah that's kind of how it how it all started
1: cool would you would you say that um to most people, or maybe it's changed over the recent years, but like, would you say that you guide more freshwater, or salt? Like, what is that demographic? Like, are people coming to Cape Town being like, like Yoma being like, I want to fish for rainbows or, <laughs> exactly. or are they seeking salt or has that changed? Maybe it started one way and then went the other way.
2: Yeah, that's actually a very, very good question. Um, if I have a look historically I've uh, by like definitely guided, a lot more on on the, the Cape streams for, for trout. Um, and I'd say that's in large part because of the whole the whole setup and organization with the Cape Piscatorial Society and having your beats booked. Um, right. But also it, it, it ties in a lot better with people's itineraries. Um, so often guys are down in Cape Town and they're like, oh, I've got a day off, I got a day free in amongst my holiday or something and I wanna go for a day's, days fly fishing. Mm-hmm. And you know the mountain streams, in terms of like weather and the fish being there, and actually, you know, taking your guys out for for the day and getting them into fish, it's the most sort of reliable and consistent sort of right. body of water to to target. Whereas, you know, when you come to, when it comes to the saltwater side of things. Um, you know there's so many variables that often need to to come into play for for it to be a good day and you know in even fishing myself like if the tides are wrong and there's a low pressure and the weather conditions aren't right doesn't matter if you're the best fly fisherman in the world like if the fish is not, not there, there on the
3: <laughs>
1: yeah and yep.
2: you know for, for for me just like um like you know, keeping a a healthy conscious like so often i would have guys down here and they would have heard of like yellowtail or grunter or like a certain saltwater species and they would say like cool i'd love to go for a guided day on this but you know i, I, I personally i could never take somebody out for a days guiding knowing that the chances are like really slim mm-hmm. of yeah. Yeah. Catch a fish and it's you know it's it's a one day it's not like you know when i've been to like destinations um Uh, you know uh, international destinations say for instance you go to like alphonse for example and you're there for the week you you have the odd bad weather day but i mean that's like that's a fishery where the guides are on it every single day you've got multiple different species it's like a managed fishery so that's that's a, a much easier thing to to do and it's like a multiple day trip Whereas just to pick a, a random day on the calendar when somebody ha- happens to be yeah. uh, in Cape Town and they want to go out uh, fly fishing um, for some saltwater species, it's quite a tricky thing to, to do yeah. with any sort of consistency.
1: Yeah, because I mean, you know, my, because I've ever been, I have images of like very, you know, South Africa being rugged waters filled with great white sharks.
3: <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. so uh
1: I yeah is it's uh I I can imagine it being challenging to just try and pick off a day, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But um, that so that being said, I mean a lot of so it's on the salt water like it's it's kind of break you can break it into like two main sort of areas like our estuaries um which will be like mainly our, our, our at our river mouths where you've got your tidal system so you got the Breda river which is extremely um rich in fish life and it produces well and then there are a number of other small estuaries in in, in our areas um so it's the estuary fishing and then our sort of inshore and offshore fishing um and that would be going for like uh yellow yellowtail with which is like uh, scientifically it's cereola lalandi, but it's the same, same species of fish you'll get in Australia or New Zealand that like they call them Kingies over there. Oh, right. um, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so, yeah. so yeah, that's something you can go and target, um, uh, you know, with a pretty good consistency. You have to go out on, on a boat to go find them. Uh, you know, so the clients needs to be able to bomb a pretty decent cast with a nine or 10 weight off, off the boat. <laughs> but um that's, that's the type of thing that I've, I've taken quite a few local clients. So guys which are like based in Cape Town that are keen to go and catch a yellowtail on fly. Um, you do have a bit more freedom to say, okay, cool. I know you're amped on, on going to get these guys. Let's keep in comms. I'll keep an eye on the weather and mm-hmm. the water temperature and, you know, when the fish should be there. Um, and then, you know, generally their, their sort of timing is a bit more flexible. Um, and yeah, occasionally you have a client who's down and it just so happens that the two days he has free that one of those days, like the stars align and things are, 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 are good <laughs> yeah. to go out on the boat and get yellowtail. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of what, what we actually call good sea days, um, you know, in summer now, uh, we fish off Cape Point for Yellowtail. And like our prevailing wind is the howling Southeaster, which I'm looking at up my window. I can see their white horses on the ocean. Like, you don't want to launch a boat in this. Yeah. Um, right. And, right, right. Uh, yeah. You know, like, at the moment, I was looking tomorrow was potentially like the weather was going to change to southwest and the wind was going to drop. So it's like you got to, A, find days where the weather conditions are, are are okay for going out um and not necessarily just for yourself but if you're taking a client as well um and then also the fish need to be there like if the wind blows for too long then you get up willing and then the water goes cold so you need it to blow to bring the warm water in which brings the fish in but then it's got to like die down so that it's nice to go out so there, as i said in the beginning, yeah. they're quite a lot more it's, it's like that. consistent.
1: <laughs> it's almost like a this Goldilocks scenario, right? It's like, yeah. yeah. you need wind, yeah. but not too much wind. <laughs> you yeah. need sun, yeah. but not a whole lot of sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the yellow yellow um, yeah. yellow awesome. tail, like those images that you sent, uh, I'm just flipping through the images you sent to see those yellow tail look buck wild. <laughs> There's a few yeah. here that are, yeah, that
2: look super fun. fun. Yeah, of course I mean they're phenomenal fish to 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 catch on on fly. Um, yeah, they're just super strong fish, and you often find them like in, in like feeding frenzies on the surface, like mm. on on ankles. So it can be be very visual, but things just happen quite quickly. Um, so you got to yeah be ready. Like I mean, targeting you got to have that line stripped out in your stripping baskets, and like when you get onto the fish, you got to make a cast straight away. You can't be like stripping your line out (laughs) and then getting ready and then they've like gone down again yeah Um, right and then yeah like so when you're out there like in 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 recent years we've had quite a like prolific amount of um atlantic bonito um which you kind of get them all all around the world um and they are so very cool to target on fly um super strong uh, they, yeah, they're very cool. Obviously, the the yellowtail is more your your main target species, but those are right pretty, pretty rad fish to target as well. Uh, got uh, the Cape snook; it almost looks very similar to barracuda, um, yeah. which which we get in yeah. And like probably a uh, good six seven years ago, there were a lot more of them around, um, like off Cape Point. They they kind of. At random times, seem to, to pull in, but not nearly as much as as we used to have them. And then, yeah, the tuna species are, are always always fun to to target. That you got to go a little bit further offshore. Um, believe it or not, guys, to for some reason have a, a an, an urge to to target big yellowfin tuna on fly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is actually, it's it's, it's it's a very doable thing. Again, you got to get the, the, you know, the weather conditions right. And right. like, you need to have like the fish feeding, you know, close to the surface and you kind of, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I've got kind of mixed feelings on it. I think the, the, the big feat when it comes to uh, like going for a yellowfin tuna between 50 to a hundred kilos on fly, like the real <laughs> challenge is like, whether you can hold out for the hour and a half to 2 hour fight that you're going to be dealing with um right once once you're in the area and you got them like coming around the boat's like to get them to eat the flies not not in like a, a massive challenge it's once you got that thing hooked there yeah, uh, there that's it yeah for the 15 16 weights um you know the rod can handle it uh, the lion can handle it you, i mean you you fish a like massive one mole thick leader um but what really gets you is those fish can take like good half a kilometer of line straight down. And although you're using this massive like 15 weight large arbor reel, it's always a one to one ratio when you're reeling it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a slow go.
2: <laughs> the, the usual uh, response after somebody lands like a big elephant on fly is like, wow, that's awesome. I've ticked it off my list. They're never gonna do that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah, it's just like it's quite a quite a physically demanding thing. But, right. um, yeah. but uh, yeah, long fin tuna when they're around, they're quite fun. Fish are twelve weight, you get them like anything from ten to to like thirty kilos. So those mm. are more fun. You Can catch a few more fish. Um, so yeah, it all all depends on you know what 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 one's kind of looking for. Uh, but I I would say in terms of like, if you want to get a good saltwater experience, um, Uh, On the fly fishing side down in Western Cape waters, the best thing to do would be to like book a multiple day trip, like a four day trip on the right tides, at somewhere like the the Breeder. There's quite a few places, and you know, organised with a guy. I know the guys at at Upstream. um, They they organise trips up there quite a bit, and and then yeah, then you've you've got a few days, and you know, fishing on an estuary. There you got a nice pushing tide, um, when the fish should be like moving up to mud banks and it's, it's a lot uh, more, how should I say similar or what's kind of expected in, in terms of saltwater fly fishing compared to what people do around the world. So if you you imagine going for redfish on the flats, like yeah. finding tailing fish, that's very similar to finding tailing, tailing grunter, um, okay. only gr- grunter eats more selectively like a permit, but behave like a red in there, like going. So he's oh, okay. like one of our early grail species. But in yeah, in the last couple of years we figured out quite a few um tricks to to get them to eat. And yeah, it's more visual. You see tailing fish and uh you yeah, so you got your options at uh fishing for your Leary, those Garrick um sort uh, of that's what the next is and yeah it's just you you've actually got a nice tidal movement and banks and things to to work with and narrow it down um so yeah that mm-hmm. that that would probably be be the best to, yes. to like do a couple of days so yeah if you guys are ever coming back down let oh, us yeah. know oh, and yeah. uh you know Absolutely. ahead of time have a look at the tidal times and you know, mm-hmm. try and get a few days out of cape town and, and up totally. on the estuary totally yeah that's
3: that's what the instagram we were talking about this before you got on um it's called grunter that's the fish we're like that looks like a drum of something of some sort but yeah yeah it's got a big head on it big mouth like it's just like this elongated
2: yeah yeah yeah. No, they are they phenomenal fish to 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 target like um they and they do. It's, it's very visual. Those they, they they come up and they they actually tail on the mud flats. So you'll see their tails in the water like like any tailing fish in the shallows. is like their mud corns in the in the mud flats and they basically put their nose on the holes and try and blow them out to dislodge them. So <laughs> yeah, so you like wade slowly on the mud flats, try and spot those tailing fish and then present a a fly to them. Um and yeah, so they and they 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 grow to a decent size. Um, uh, you can fish anything from like a seven to to nine weight. Um, nice. and so yeah, they give you a beautiful fight. Um, and yeah, beautiful fish as well. Um, yeah, right up there, like uh, guys. Got, that's kind of like the permit of of South Africa. Guys always like refer it to the holy, holy grail of South African uh, saltwater fly fishing. Right. Um, super super
1: selective
2: yeah
0: Fooky. yeah it's
1: crazy
2: like the amount yeah. of like fly fishing
0: yeah. opportunities you have like close to home i mean like you're talking about amazing saltwater fishing and then you've got you know amazing rainbow trout fishing you've got kind of both best of both worlds it's like south africa cape town's like a fly fishing heaven you know it's amazing
2: yeah, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's an awesome place to get the, the best of both worlds. And yeah, I suppose like anywhere in the world, like conditions do play, play into effect. And uh, kind of, if you live here, have grown up here, then, then you're kind of in key with, with uh, yeah. you know, what they're on, then you can, can capitalize on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we obviously speaking about Cape Town, but I suppose I've got to um, be kind of a, a spokesman for South Africa in general, um, <laughs> okay. but yeah. Uh, you know, if you like down here, we we I mean we've got some still waters, um, but like still waters in in the Western Cape is not our like sort of stronghold. It's our Cape streams, which is, um, yeah. uh, really a, a great thing. Uh, but if you go up country, you've got uh, KwaZulu Natal, um, and that province they've got the whole Underberg mountains, which is close to the Soutp, and there they have some phenomenal still waters. So oh, wow. like they. Mm. You can go and catch like really nice double-digit rainbow trout. Um, oh. it's just the yeah, the, the setup there, it's 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 like as you move. Uh, more inland past like the midlands you get to it's like a higher altitude and they got so many bodies of water just like still water dams like all over the place yeah and just like the nature of where it is it just allows for um like really good weed bed growth which then in turn results in like really good food for, for the trout so yeah. you know if one is in South Africa um you know other than Cape Town like Brazilian Natal's got some amazing trout fishing and they've got some beautiful rivers yeah. um, uh, and have both uh, brown trout and rainbow trout up there. So yeah, if one's ever oh. traveling to South Africa and has the opportunity to go to uh, KZN province, they they also got some, some really good fly fishing there. Um, and then, yeah, something which I, I didn't really mention uh, before, but I mean, uh, yellowfish, uh, I'm sure you've seen, Yellowfish, large-mouth yellowfish, uh, small-mouth yellowfish. There's actually, I think, eleven or twelve different I was species of yeah. Um, But though they they have become like a very desirable uh, species of fish to to target. Um, quite a few of the sort of uh, like uh, how should I say big guiding yeah. uh, operators that have destinations like internationally. They they now also have like specific um, trips to go for yellowfish, like yellowfish drifts. I think African Waters has got um, a really good one. Uh, that was like Tourette fly fishing. They used to do quite a trip. So African Waters has got a really good good trip. I think Ghana does a trip. Even the upstream guys do a trip. But uh, that's all on the on the Orange River, um, which is kind of a, a border river between South Africa and Namibia. That's where you're going to get your smallmouth and largemouth yellowfish. Yeah. But then the, the Val River, which uh, goes through Johannesburg. So even though Johannesburg is like kind of our uh, like more inland, very like city city orientated um, part of South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, they do have the Vaal River, which has smallmouth and largemouth yellowfish. So that's oh. that's again, if ever somebody's traveling to South Africa yeah. Um, and yeah, they're looking to go and do some fly fishing, you can go for for yellowfish. Oh.
0: And are those guys kind of like carp in a way? I mean, they look kind of carpy. Is it, is it sort of similar fishing?
2: Yeah, to, to a degree. Yeah. Um, so they, they're in the barbers family. Uh, so uh, they they obviously got the little little barbs. they actually very closely related to... Uh, what's that other fish? I think they get... Up in like the Himalayas, the uh, Shamir, the golden Shamir, okay. or something. I know Jeff Courier he made quite a effort to go and co- go and catch them. But right. so it's yeah, it's a barber species. But um, yeah, a lot of guys would like yeah, not not enjoy like them being compared to carp because carp is like a lot more of a like sluggish like mud right. eater. With, like the yellowfish are are like although they look similar, they're a lot more like elongated right. and much stronger, stronger fighting fish. Oh, okay. um, and, it's like a, have, it's like a fall yeah. fish.
0: Yeah. Like a fall fish, maybe.
1: Fall or fish yeah. or a white fit or like a white fish.
2: White it's, fish. Yeah. 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 But yeah. yeah, yeah. It was strange, yeah. strange that you mentioned whitefish is another fish that we get uh, indigenous species called the Vitfish, which is Afrikaans for whitefish. It's, and it's also closely related to, to, to the yellowfish. Um, yeah. Okay. Being the barber species, please. Like, if there are any uh, ichthyologists listening and I misquote some of the names, like this is my little disclaimer, <laughs> <That's all good. laughs> but uh, but yeah, they, they 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 are like very similar to that species. So that's my that's my pooch in the background, but. <laughs> awesome! Um, but yeah, just coming back to so sort of like the largemouth yellowfish, like yeah. that guy, like if you go targeting him, you you're fishing like big streamer patterns and baitfish wow. patterns they are like they hunt like pretty aggressive prey. yeah so you're going to be fishing like a seven eight weight stripping a, like oh, wow. a baitfish pattern for them and they'll they'll explode on your fly oh, wow. um but yeah as i said there's like 11 like recognized species there may be more the 11 that i know of of the the the, the yellow fish species i know in KZN in they got like the small scale the large scale and then there's like there's one species which we get down here in the Western Cape, which is, is called the Clan William yellowfish. And okay. for a lot of guys, that's like the toughest one to to tick off the list. Um, it's just because like where you find them is like, we've got a, a stretch of mountains like the Cedarburg mountain range, um, mm-hmm. which is a few hours out of Cape Town. Um, and you're often having to like hike and find these like small, like the Clan William is like where they're known from because you've got the Oliphant River, which comes in, flows into the Clan William uh, Dam and catchment area. Yeah. And so you do find them there, but like over the years, they're less and less of them further down and you're finding them more in the, all the higher up tributaries. So often it's like really far off the beaten track to go and find a, a good one of these these Clan William Yellows, which I mean, they can grow to in excess of 20 pounds. So um, uh, Yeah often the guys refer to them with like a slab of gold because they the clan williams are like beautiful beautiful colors yeah. but um but yeah there's no sort of uh, guiding operation for for that i think even for for anybody like down here in cape town that that fishes a lot to to tick that species off the list yeah. is, is quite a big thing and that's um, a native species yeah yeah indigenous yeah. All, indigenous, all indigenous yeah 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 very cool uh, yeah, it's a kiff, it's a very cool fish. Um and yeah, as I said, fish to them like big streamer patterns, bait fish patterns, the smallmouth yellowfish, which grow big and will take streamer patterns. Um that's, I mean it, like to go and do uh, like a, a trip to, to to the Orange River, um, especially for like beginner fly fishermen, like if you go and you just check nymph in, in the rapids, you don't even need to be able to cast far. It's literally like you know you've got a bit of lead a bit of fly line art and a bit of leader and you just check them thing yeah. in the in the rapids like you will catch a good number of smallmouth yellowfish, fish and mm. like i believe that's that's been like responsible for a lot of a lot of people getting into fly fishing wow. it's, it's like a yellowfish trip and okay. you know, nice so like, oh, let's face when you catch enough. fish that kind of gets you into it um, yeah Positive reinforcement yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i've been seeing tons
0: uh, tons of pictures of yellow fish it's funny i mean i'm sure it's like it's a huge sport fish. I'm just like, oh, it looks like a carp. Is it like a carp? It's like, no, it's not like a carp. But uh, I've been seeing people fish them, and it, they look really cool. And I mean, you know, as another target species um, in South Africa, like, geez, there's a lot of lot of species. A lot of cover. species.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: The largemouth uh, looks th- like they're... F- huge. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at photos here. It just looks like, you know... Yeah, it's crazy. Massive, over 30-inch fish. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah. 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 No, you, they get... They get big. I think, yeah, for a lot of guys, they're always pushing to get fish over the 20 pound mark, um, which they do get, and yeah, they're amazing fighting fish, and yeah, they, as I said, in in recent years, they, they're becoming more documented and, like, a lot more, like, respected as, like, a, a valuable target species on on fly, Um right. Like, right. i think you know, when when you guys were down you guys mentioned you do follow the the mission fly mag guys which yeah. are also based down here in cape town it's um, like tudor and conrad and the guys they do like a really good job of like showcasing some of the stuff that that we do down here yeah. um but i believe they they i've seen they've got quite a few uh, cool articles um on on yellowfish and and largemouth yellowfish and the flies for them yeah but yeah they, they, it's definitely a fish that's got a bit more uh, positive publicity and and in yeah in the recent years
0: that's cool it's super cool looking fish yeah it's like yeah it's really really neat yeah so I mean, i've been
3: i've had it okay wait this is just a personal selfish question i've been it's been <laughs> driving me, it's been driving me crazy um the Afrikaans' word for the
2: area that we were at. I keep trying to pronounce it, but I can't say, say okay, it Okay, so <laughs> let's. Okay, so the the that that like mountain range. Yeah. Okay. That we were in. So, like, if you want to refer to the mountains that those rivers were in, it's called the Limitberg. Limitberg. So okay. Limitberg, uh, but then the the river that we were on. Uh, we call it the the small blau, the small blau. Okay. Um, okay. The the valley specifically that we were in is called the uh, so That's the, the one. Valley. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so At yeah, just that. to give, I can give you. Yeah, this has actually got a bit bit more history and interesting story. Um, so the uh the kluif is the valley part. The, to- the toy is actually it's quite a, a regular surname in south africa um I, and essentially like where it comes from like in the south african constituencies i mean we've got a whole like mixed like english speaking Afrikan speaking cause zulu like there's a whole mix but on the Afrikaans, yeah. um there's like a group which they refer to as like the french huguenots um so their roots are originally like with people that came over from France. And then right. over time they became like the French Huguenots. So just before we got to the streams, um before we went to the tunnel, there was a little town called Franchuk which translated as like French corner, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's like they even have a Bastille Day once a year, like in commemoration. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so what's what kind of happened over the years is you had a lot of these sort of French names, which then kind of evolved into like Afrikaans names. So, de toy is like quite a well-known Afrikaans surname, um, but like would have originated from like a French Dutoy or something along those lines. Okay. Um, and yeah, so you find like a lot of a lot of <laughs> integration from this like French Huguenot heritage in in some of the names. Um, right, so yeah, man. that's kind of just a bit of background. So it's like. French Huguenot Afrikaans would have been a surname of somebody in the area I don't know who Mr. DeToy was originally um, yeah. but yeah that's that's the actual that's cool. valley that that's that's that, uh, that river runs through um, and then yeah I suppose the last one is that river that we were on the Small Blau there's a uh, I think yeah Fishing Beach Six like right towards the beginning of the beach at one point there would have been like a tributary coming coming in. Um and that little river is the Elant Putt, which is like Afrikaans an Elant's like a type of buck or antelope. Um and put means path. So it's like antelope oh, path. Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> cool. oh, okay. That's cool. but, uh, yeah that but, yeah, river man Yeah. That, I
0: remember I was just like, you know, you were talking about um remembering some of the fish we caught and I think about a lot, of the, a lot. I think about that pool at the end of kind of the, where we were fishing, where you're like, yeah, if the fishing's slow, it can usually like really rely on this pool because it's just like, well, just just cast out there. And it was just like every single cast, it was like this deep pool with this like kind of rocky um, channel. And you're just like every single cast, it was like another trout. And you're like, just get them out quick because you want to spook the pool. And we sat there for like, yeah. I don't know, like an hour, just
2: like trout, yeah. trout, trout, trout yeah. Yeah.
0: on the RAB fly, right? Yeah,
2: yeah the 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 corrective uh, well not the corrective the, the socially acceptable term for the fly back in the old school days the the rough and boisterous uh, <laughs> but actually <laughs> the red ass bastard but, uh, back red then, then you know, used yeah. the word yeah. bastard in fly fishing publications <laughs> but um, but yeah, good old South African special, Rab. And I, yeah, I, I know. I remember clearly exactly where you're talking about that. Um, that spot they got the big rock flows yeah. in, and it's it's just it's like a really deep section. Um, but and it's high up, so there's like cool water. But like if you can remember, it's it quite shady. Quite a lot of trees around. So yeah, yeah. You know, there's the fish. They got fast moving water. They got deep cool water. So they kind of like regardless of conditions are, are always always a good number of fish there and they're always kind of ready to feed. So yeah, I do remember you can like, <laughs> just get that one out. Don't speak the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys caught yeah.
1: a ton of fish. Yeah, You has caught a ton so, of fish.
0: And it was that fly, you know, the, the red ass bastard, like what, what is it about that? I know we talked a little bit about it and it's like, who knows, but can you, can you talk a little bit about kind of the, that fly and why it's, it's so why it works so well? Cause it's just a kind of nondescript dry, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, so like, if, just to 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 get into to mm-hmm. the fly, I should just mention a bit more about the the yeah. sort of feeding habits of the trout on on the stream. So, like, you know, in a lot of a lot of places, like that have like high nutrient rivers, um, you land up having like one specific uh, like type of food source that there's a hell of a lot of. So, and then you have like a very specific hatch, and they feed like selectively on on something so our our rivers um uh like with the water being leached through the mountains like it's super clear but there there's not like a huge amount of nutrients in the water so they rely quite a lot on um on like various different food sources so i mean our fish will eat hoppers hoppers like anything so generally a good presented dryer whether it be a mayfly pattern whether it be a um a caddisfly pattern or even a hopper pattern mm-hmm. um you you generally going to get some eats, but that being said, as you witness, like the rab, that fly seems to just generate way more eats than than others. Um, and essentially, like if you have a look at it, it's uh, it's essentially imitating like a beige coloured mayfly. I can't give you the exact mayfly mm-hmm. variant, but like it's and so that sort of size is um, is is one of their they're frequently fed upon like flies or mayflies that are going to be in the area um but i think yeah it's the size the color but the whole thing about a a, 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 like if you look at a rab it's if you have a look at a lot of like catskill dry flies they're very like tight and neat presenting this little fly Whereas this where it's got like a little bit of squirrel tail in it it creates quite a buggy profile on the water and it sits really nice on on the water so i I think for for me maybe it's just that bugginess that's that kind of gets them more interested the way it sits nicely on the water. Um, we've got like a, 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 what we call a para-rab, which is a parachute uh, variant of the rab. But it's like, again, it's like, although it's, you know, the hackles wrapped around a parachute, it's not this like tight, this tight little, uh, you know, special whitings, like hackle feather, like super tight. It's like this yeah. buggy, messy looking fly. So I think, yeah, I, you know, I, it's it's something which so many people would have like spoken about or or written about in terms of trying to attribute why it's such a successful Mm. fly. Um, But my personal opinion um, is the bugginess. It's just Mm. got this like bugginess with it about it. Um, Sits on the water nicely and yeah, does, does the job.
1: Sometimes flies are just like that. There's, they're just, the design just for whatever reason, hit, hit all the right notes and you don't really know can't attribute yeah. it to one or yeah. one thing or the other. It just it is what works.
2: Yeah. That's, uh, I suppose uh, if you look at a willy bugger, um, yeah. why does a willy bugger work so so well? Um, and I've heard a lot of people say like a willy bugger, like looks like a lot of things, but nothing specific. You know, it can be a, so it's like same there. It's like just this bugginess aspect or in that you get a willy bugger. It kind of, I don't know it plays on whatever instincts the the trout needs to <laughs> to make him want to eat
1: For sure. um
2: and yeah but that's that that rab like it, if one does some 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 more research you know i'm not a i'm by no means like a a specialist when it comes to you know the the history of the the rab um, yeah. but there there is quite a bit of literature literature on it um but uh yeah, if if you don't have a rab in your box when you're fishing the Cape Streams, uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble. You're missing, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. We'll we'll put a link because I I read an article about uh, the rab after that trip. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. People can check it out. It's super cool. It was just yeah. it was crazy. The fish were just going nuts for it. You know, like it was it was really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Mitchy's fishy's five. I think Mitchy's fishy's five. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Richard, we ask um, every guest on the show the same five questions at the end of the show. And they're just five more questions, but they're kind of just broadly about, you know, fly fishing, your fly fishing life. Um, So I'm going to ask you them now. Uh, This first one might be kind of hard. I know we've been talking about all these different species, but um, what is your favorite fish to target and why? Like, do you have a, like, if you had to pick a favorite fish to go after,
2: what would it be? Okay. Um, Can I, can I, like, break it into, like a local fish and an international fish totally that that's cool yeah because you've fished um,
0: you've fished in some ridiculous places but yeah that's totally cool
2: okay like, yeah, so like uh, i'm probably gonna lean yeah i'll definitely lean towards salt water it's just like i i, I love trout like uh from sure. a freshwater species um but yeah if, if i'm gonna have to if i got one fish to target it's probably going to be a saltwater fish just because it's you know uh, you know that's that's just me yeah. but like internationally uh, in terms of like flat species, like I've had the privilege of, of, of getting permit and, and bone fish and, and various species, but for me, a trigger fish is like, yeah, if, if I could go and spend a day fishing for trigger fish. Um, yeah. Just the, the interaction you have with the fish is, is amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean the best trigger fish destination I've been to was there at the new Nubian flats. Yeah. Um, just the the sheer like volume of them that are there and there's no real heavy tidal movement on those atolls. So you can kind of fish for them all day. Um, But I mean, I've seen them in Bassist India at that atoll, had them at Alphonse and that's also Alphonse amazing fishery for, for triggers, but just the, Mm. the whole, it's, it's very visual. You see them tailing and you just, you have this whole sort of interaction with the fish. When you present your fly, you like watch them, like come over and have a look at it and they've got this like weird attitude like they don't really like a gt you can come up to them and they'll be like what the hell are you doing here like like they got the the whole own thing going on yeah but they look like something that like picasso threw together and put into a fish um and yeah it's like the only fish that i've had scrutinize a fly like that like he turns on his side and they they can move their eyes like a chameleon like both independently weird actually like his eye yeah. so he turns his whole body sideways so he can like inspect the fly with his like one eye and he's like looking there for. but like once he makes his decision that he wants to eat it he just like reverses like a little like i yeah. don't know like a little or this aggressive dog and he just like pins this thing oh, man. and yeah and that's like the first part of it now you've like got him to eat now you've got to like wait and like set. it's oh. a, such a weird set it's not like straight away it's like now he's pinned it if you too soon then probably not going to get a hook up so you got to let it like slowly tension up and only once you like actually feel them on the end then you can set the hook properly um so after yeah then you got the hook set and then landing him is like another story because like he can bite a hook clean in half he can bite the line off and he can cut you off in the coral he can swim into a cave where you swear there's nothing that he could get into somehow he does it so yeah just that sure. whole interaction from presenting the fly to getting the eat to setting the hook to landing the fish is just it just yeah it's such a amazing like interaction with the fish so yeah, yeah wow. on terms of the flat species boom trigger fish right yeah. up boom. and they fight they fight bloody hard they're like these little like rugby balls and they kind to of get <laughs> a tail and dorsal fin moving all in the same direction so um weird. that's like one massive pump so yeah that's yeah they do that's, look that's, they're,
0: they're very unique very strange looking fish picasso painting is such a good way of putting it yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Fish. no i can't i actually i can't like uh, take credit for the term because there actually is a species of trigger fish called the picasso Oh yeah, trigger fish oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> one of the one of the smaller species but um yeah. But yeah like it that's definitely it just looks like this mangle jangle of interesting <laughs> colors and <laughs>
0: totally yeah. shapes yeah but they,
2: but they are like little ball uh, that's middle wild, so, Yeah, that's wild so yeah so that would be on on like a, a flat species yep um and then she's so hard to to narrow it down uh, i suppose i go through like st- stages if I've been fishing for one, then I miss the other one. Like, I was away now on a family holiday at the bread and had, had a chance to go and have an afternoon targeting grunter. And, I mean, they are, like, in terms of a sight fishing fish, like, right up there. Yeah. Um, but then uh, my yellowtail and my garrick are, like, my, my main, like, uh, sort of game fish species, which are going to give me the biggest pull, and it's a nice, fast chase. So, oh, it's hard to... To put down one, uh, I'll probably, yeah, let me put it, I'll, I'll leave it at, at a, at a spotted grunter for now. In terms okay. of like, okay. is- <laughs> great, man. I love um, it. Uh, Good love problem it to have.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, cool, wicked. Um, awesome answer. Yeah, trigger fish look wicked. Gotta, oh my god, gotta check that out. Um, okay, number two, and and like I said, you fished in a ton of different spots in the world uh you know like geez you've fished in amazing places jurassic lake you know you've been on the nubian flats you're talking about zambezi like ridiculous places um if you could fish anywhere in the world right now assuming it's the best time of year to go where would you go and why anywhere in the world
2: anywhere in the world uh i would go and target golden dorado in bolivia
0: nice nice yeah that's a good answer (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's just like they, uh, I haven't, I haven't targeted, targeted them. And I know like, you know, that you can get them in Brazil and the Pantanal. There's there's a few places to go and target them. Um, but just the setup they have in in Bolivia, like right up in the jungle and you're fishing like a freestone river. So it's like, if you can imagine like the river we fished in for, for trout here in the Cape streams, like now you get, make that river like a little bit bigger, but still crystal clear water and fish holding in a river, like a trout would, although they're eating sabalo, which are like bait fish, and they mm-hmm. grow really big, they're extremely aggressive, they jump, but you still like fishing in like a trout stream environment. Yeah, uh, yeah. and obviously you're in this like remote section of the jungle, um, which, yeah, like obviously the, the more remote for me and the more closer, like, to nature that it is now like it used to be a long time ago um yeah that's that makes it special so yeah without a doubt if i could jump in a plane and go and go for a trip it would be yeah golden dorado in bolivia nice uh, without...
0: i'm with you there man 100 yeah. god they're so cool yeah. like top of the list golden we should do a trip together we'll go yeah. we'll all fly to bolivia yeah
2: <laughs> yeah no, Let's get through this whole COVID scenario. Yeah, first. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um,
0: number three, Mitchie's Fishies 5, is uh, what is one of your favorite or best fishing memories? One of your favorite fishing memories. Ooh.
1: Of which there are probably many. I imagine. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there are lots of, lots, lots of memories. Um, but, uh, yeah, I suppose let me, like, I'll... I'll just yeah you can go back like i've got a a, a son his eight-year-old son like his first first trout like on fly was obviously a very special moment um i've shared some special fish with friends and and clients but uh i think let me let me simplify it and say like uh like best fly fishing memory and like most recent one because yeah. that's like what's freshest in my mind at the moment Yeah, that a recent fish I, I i posted on instagram which is that nice 71 centimeter grunter yeah. um mm. that, that was that was now this this last um this last holiday and as i said like these days mm. i spend more time fishing with friends and family and only really, you know, guide like occasionally just to to keep the passion going and not make it too commercial because yeah. I've had my my wrong stint in that side of the game. Yeah. Um and that fish was kind of the last day that I was up on holiday um at our family spot and the tides had kind of been all wrong the whole the whole time. So I didn't really fly fished. And just that last afternoon I was like cool. My, my cousin and my cousin's younger son, they were really keen to, to go for a fish and they don't fish that much. So I was like, cool, let me, I'll take you guys and we'll go do some fishing. And um, there was more so on the conventional fishing side of things like fishing with real prawn baits. And yeah. and yeah, just the conditions, like all of a sudden we're, we're right with the tides and saw these tailing fish. And yeah, it was great. like Because you can spend hours and days targeting a grunter and things just don't work out. And yeah, yeah I literally saw the fish, I had my seven weights with me, uh, one fly, <laughs> tied it on, took a walk, fish tailed the way I had a really stripped line out. And yeah, it was probably about a 20, 25 meter distance. Oh my Third God. class, bombed the cast, landed like a meter past it and a meter to the right, which is generally kind of where you want it. And yeah. like, pitched the fly and it like boiled on it, didn't get a hookup. I was like, oh, waited two seconds. Twitched it again and then the thing just exploded on on awesome. the water. Uh, wow. And yeah, it was as as good a, if not one of the best fights and eats I've ever had from a grunter. Yeah. Um but it was just a, with my with my cousin he's like not a big fly fisherman or fisherman, uh, and like essentially my second cousin, my cousin's uh, son. Yeah. Um And yeah, it was just like a real wholesome moment, you know, like a lot of the time when you're guiding or on a trip, it's like, that's what you're doing. And you expect it where it's like, for me, that was kind of just like fly fishing, you know, moments in its purity, no expectations, things just were there and it just happened. And yeah, beautiful. So yeah, that's, that's what I'll throw out. uh, There's a, one of my favorite memories and also because it's very, very recent.
0: (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. It's good it's good <laughs> grunters man i gotta yeah i want to fish for grunter guys out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look they look Next so cool time. it's so cool Next yeah. yeah um number four uh mitch's Fishies five is why do you fly fish what do you get out of fly fishing what do you love about it
2: oh well, i get a hell of a lot from from fly fishing um but i mean fly fishing inevitably is gonna gonna you know, put me close to the water um, whether it's in the ocean or the rivers and I think um, for me like that's that's something I really need for like I uh, suppose there you want to say like on a spiritual level or yeah. or whatever just that connection with the water if i if I, if I don't go fishing um for 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 a long period of time like I like I'd, I'd like crave it I need it and yeah. yeah or like when even if I catch no fish or even if it's like a tough days fishing, like I'm always a better person and feel better for, for, for things after having been on the water and fly fishing. Um, So like just on a sort of like emotional, psychological level, like just being on the water and and fishing is like, that's a huge thing that I get from, from fly fishing. Um, But I also, I do, I do love just the, the, the immersing myself in everything that's happening with, body of water with the fish with myself with the tackle as well like and the fly you know going to target a fish where you think he might be because he should be there having tied a fly that should imitate what he's going to eat uh with the right gear that you you know taking down and then it like all comes together like for that one moment it's like all your stuff and then all the fish's stuff and like the environment stuff is like all connected at that point in time and you're like, I don't know. You just feel like a part of it, a part of something bigger and totally. and cooler. And uh, and yeah, I love the feeling of a, a fish eating my fly and yeah. like, setting <laughs> the hook and, and having the fight. Um, and yeah, getting that interaction with with fish. And yeah, just getting getting out there. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful way to to get out into to nature.
0: Yeah totally got it this summer oh my god can't wait i'm so jealous i know i hate seeing every
2: time i don't know you know our audience can't see
3: this but every time you flick like the light shines definitely see blue sky and sun i'm just like what the (laughs) fuck is that i was gonna say the uh, same
1: thing like you've got like fluff fluffy white clouds on a blue sky behind you and i'm looking at it like it's snowing
2: we're we're literally gray it's snowing and it's gray yeah (laughs) yeah well, I hope for you guys that yeah you know, weather comes around nice Amen. and soon. You can get, yeah. in. get some, <laughs> some fish soon. It's it. just
1: kind of like d- very drab today. Yeah. So seeing it's your good. sunny sky is yeah.
0: just pretty funny. Yeah, it looks shitty, <laughs> <Ilma>. <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay, number five the Mitchie's Fishies five is um, if you were a fly pattern, existing or made up, uh, what would you be? Like what fly pattern best represents you and why? If you were a fly, what would you be?
2: oh weird. that is a, it's, a good question. It's, just, it's not like a typical i've never never seen that one before heard <laughs> it, like, heard that. um that is a very interesting question uh for, let me let me think about for it for sure yeah some
1: people answer because they're like oh i kind of look like this fly and so people are like yeah. oh this fly is kind of like my personality So yeah. it's like there's a yeah. lot of ways to tackle yeah, yeah. this. like uh, you almost a club sandwich
2: yeah, or or, or a red ass <laughs> bastard. Or a red ass bastard for sure. <laughs> it's a Chernobyl ant. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But,
1: yeah, that's Yelma for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I um, love the
2: Chernobyl. Yeah, no, they 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 work. I think uh again, I'm gonna try and like mix it, yeah. mix it up. Um, so I think like I would, would go for a, a saltwater pattern um yeah. just cause like yeah in, in, in general like for me if i think about like fresh water dry fly patterns say like very tight and neat and specific whereas i think i'm you know a bit more free-flowing it's a lot about just being on the water so i i, I would start you know, like leaning yeah towards like a, a like a streamer streamer type of pattern um just uh I, I suppose yeah like a streamer or bait fish pattern i don't think i can like specifically say like, yeah, this type of streamer or this type of yeah. like bait fish pattern. But I think like, you know, a streamer, uh, yeah, it can can be fished in all sort of scenarios, like in, in salt water, and fresh water. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of like my my fishing side of things. I like to fish in all different types of water.
3: Um, Brackish-wise. So
2: yeah, Personality-wise, like, yeah. Uh, i try to be open to, to various things and yeah like to float through them so yeah i would say definitely a yeah a sort of a streamer streamer pattern
0: saltwater streamer like, pattern i can dig it just like a nice yeah
2: a, fish oh yeah or streamer pattern like for actually for that matter i might as well just say a flash clouser like there we go. nice right on. <laughs> because like like a flash closer for me. I mean, a closer is actually yeah. I'll I'll go I'll go for a closer. Uh, like definitely. It. Can I t- change that up and yeah. specifically like a little flash closer because it's like you know it's like it's a quite a. A sparsely tied clouser you can strip that thing and a trout will chow it where it doesn't want to chow anything else and I've seen it yeah. um but I can like I've caught believe it or not caught grunter on clauses which like yeah, aren't course. really a clouser pattern I know mates which have caught like permits on like a clouser variation yeah. uh like a charlie clouser hybrid I've caught big fish small fish everything um yeah so I'll I'll go with a like a little flash clouser yeah, there you go Great answer, yeah, man. Peace. I love it. It's a yeah. great
0: fly. Can't go wrong with that fly at yeah. all.
2: Nope. Yeah. I should have thought of that straight off the bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I love that.
0: No, I, hey sometimes it takes a bit of time, you know, to think about it. It's a kind of a weird question, so that's totally fair. Um, to get your mind going yeah, man.
1: around thing, you know, start thinking of patterns.
0: Dude, it's been good, yeah. you know, it's been good chatting. Like, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and hanging out. Yeah, um absolutely. Yeah. It's been yeah. it's been a boy. Yeah. Thanks
1: for taking these guys out when you did. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's a
2: great story now. It's not- great to to see uh see you guys in in person again as totally. i said definitely remember remember like every aspect of that day um i think it's just because you guys were like so rad to to oh, spend boy. the day on the water with because like you kind of appreciate it for everything that it is um yeah so, no, yeah it was definitely wild. definitely keep in touch and yeah my you're always welcome to give me a shout when you this side of the world we organize a day's fishing we will um, hopefully i'll Maybe Aldo can join next time. Yeah, I'm, not, well. missing oh, yeah. Next, no, I'm not missing oh, no. out. not no, no. Next time he'll be there, and then we'll fly over to the Seychelles right after. You know, yeah. it'll
3: just be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. you're I mean, paying though. Bolivia, okay. Bolivia,
2: <laughs> okay. uh, no, no, I say you can go to Bolivia after after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. Do, do the whole night. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so from my side, great to to catch up with you guys, yep. and uh, uh, I must say thanks for um, for giving me the opportunity to have a, a catch up and kind of just. Uh, Represent South Africa a little bit and let the people know around the world what's what's happening down this side and yeah. yeah thanks mm-hmm. to you, you guys for your podcast and what you you guys do for for fly fishing and putting putting uh, putting it out there what the sports all about and your guys general vibe really dig it something I can definitely and uh, do get behind right. um, yeah wishing you guys family and and friends and everybody like a really uh a good twenty twenty one um and yeah hope everybody's safe with all this covert nonsense and hopefully yeah just get out there and throw fly rod it's great social distancing
0: hell yeah man yeah. yes really it, is. <laughs> it is beauty all right thanks for Rich. you Rich. take yeah. care I'll I'll see, see you, you. Appreciate out, it. Appreciate see you soon peace out guys bye, Rich.
3: bye. I miss that guy I no know.
0: I know he's great he's
3: such a nice guy so so He's so well informed. Super, man. super cool uh, dude. Yeah, he, he's so knowledgeable. It's it's unbelievable.
0: He's a wicked angler. I mean, even uh, I remember like I was, super I'm super
3: smart about like the history.
0: Yeah, I'm remembering back yeah. to um, when we spent the day with him, you know, and like, yeah, he was he was just like telling us all about the history of the rivers we were fishing, and yeah, I mean, like he's uh, super knowledgeable mm-hmm. and, and super Jam super cool, packed full of information.
3: So much information.
0: Wow. Do you look at that oh. folder he sent us of the pictures the places he's fished? mental yeah like jurassic oh yeah it's insane uh, it's mental the seychelles uh what is it here uh cape salt streams nabia nubian flats uh zambezi tigers which we didn't even talk about we didn't even talk about some of this because we just have so much to talk about you know um yeah like he sent uh he sent me a list of kind of some of the places he's gone even he's even fished um uh you know um Namibia for for the yellow fish that he's talking about. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy places he's gone and uh, such a fishy life that he's had. Um, Awesome getting a chat with him. That was very handsome. I know, I love his... I know, I got to get my hair cut, man. Like, I was like, dang, he's got got a a fresh cut going on. I'm like... I know, he Coven had a fresh
1: man. haircut. I was like, oh my God, I look like an like a, a animal person. Oh, I look like a caveman, <laughs> full on, full on caveman. <laughs> you know?
0: I'm living like one too these days, but anyway. <laughs> Wicked Chat, super cool. Yeah, we got to go back to South Africa because it, there's it's cr- like so many opportunities. Even just between what he was saying, like, yeah, the rainbows, amazing freestone river fishing, classic upstream, dries, and then the salt, which has all these fish that are just insane like we got to post some of these pictures that he sent us because they're they're so oh, sick
1: oh yeah and um yeah like grunter hopefully i'm pronouncing that right uh sounds right up my alley anyway after he's like yeah. oh they're kind of like redfish i was like oh, yeah. and a permit, combined. And a permit was like, combined well i've never caught a permit but i definitely fish for them so yeah yeah it's yeah it's definitely you know it's
0: yeah, he was talking about triggerfish. I was like, "Oh man, that's such a cool way." Because I've never heard someone explain. I think it was also Jared from uh, yeah. Flylords that said he Jared from Flylords. Yeah, triggerfish, mm-hmm. and it's just that idea of like he's like their eyes move like a chameleon, crazy. They look crazy, like, and they have to. They come by their side and size up your fly. That's so cool! What a cool, <laughs> what a cool yeah. experience that is. Trigger. Fix. When you look it's, at them, they're kind of like a
1: fish profile in reverse. Like they yeah. go small to large. Like, yeah, they do look like a football. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Or, like they're yeah. like they look like, look like their tail should be their head and their totally. head should be their
3: tail. I oh, yeah, yeah, I love how he described it. And, uh, his storytelling is fantastic. Well, it's one know? of the
0: like he's one of the he had. I mean, we could talk to him about so many different things, right? Because it's like. Yeah. The Freestone Rivers are one thing, you know, which we taught. We have a podcast uh, episode on when we when we did our trip. We, we talked all about that. Um, But then, yeah, the the Cape Town fly fishing, you know, salt. But then all the places that he's gone up, you know, north, right? Like, um, uh, like we didn't even talk about Zambezi, and that's like tiger fish. It's like, I got got we got to do tiger fish. Like th- that looks so fun, you know.
1: I feel like if we go to all Africa, things. we should just like stay there for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, make sure you come down for a few days. I'm like, we're gonna come down for like. Two months, man. I'm just gonna like travel around and just fish like Zambezi, you know. Just trying to go all over.
1: I try to get one of those those largemouth yellowfish look insane.
0: Yeah, those are cool. Those are really no offense
1: to the smallmouth yellowfish, but the largemouth a twenty pound. It's almost got like a striper
0: kind of thing going on, but then it's got the large scales and color of a kind of a carp, and then you know, it's so cool looking. Such a wild fish. And like the fact the smallmouth
1: gone... one looks a lot like a Rocky Mountain whitefish. Yeah. Yeah. An overgrown Rocky Mountain. But the large the largemouth one looks like this kind of yeah, you're right. A stri- it's got a like a head a head like a head striper. A striper, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, the yeah. smallmouth does look like a whitefish. It's true. Yeah. It's cool, eh?
1: It's cool learning about indigenous species you don't hear about, right? Because it's yeah. like with so much media and stuff that's mm-hmm. surrounding fly fishing, it's always kind of cool to hear about something new it was like, oh, yeah. totally. like yellowfish, what the hell are you talking
0: about <laughs> <laughs> i know well and, and it's like a whole other world right i mean we're just it's so different from kind of what we're used to fly fishing close to home obviously mm-hmm. it's just part of the world but grunter and and all these fish like that i've never i have never really heard about before and they're like the most amazing targets on a fly rod you know yeah grunter mm-hmm. sounds super cool that'd be a, that'd be a trip right there oh yeah it's for grunter yeah also when you look at his pictures and it's just like you know uh the settings are ridiculous like when you, when you click the cape town folder there it's just like or uh, cape salt it's just like oh man like where he's fishing it's so beautiful it's just, yeah. dr- i know it's a
1: dramatic cliffs and yeah you can see that yeah, like, it's pretty know,
0: tabletop, pretty rugged tabletop mountain there in the background of some of the photos he's just like yeah. oh, <laughs> fishing grunters it's like that looks wild so oh, cool man crazy.
1: well we'll post all these photos for sure
0: yeah we'll definitely um get some of these out there and and everybody listening hey you know um if you're ever um looking for a really fun trip check check out um check out you know consider south africa and cape town and um upstream fly fishing those 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 guys are running really awesome trips and that's how we hooked up with richard and uh um check out upstream we'll put the link to them in the show notes but you can google upstream fly fishing and find them pretty
1: easily yeah and check out the mission fly mag because uh they're publishing out of cape town
0: yeah the mission we'll post that as well and (laughs) Um, we should talk to those guys too. Try to get some uh, some of those guys on, you know. Um, Definitely. Yeah, like Africa's just such an interesting, you know, it's such a obviously a huge continent, and there's so many opportunities, yes. interesting opportunities for fly fishing there, you know. Um, I mean, well, let's start with talking about South Africa and kind of work our way up. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Uh, yeah.
3: Because
0: yeah. Yeah, we got, we'll get to,
3: yeah we'll get to Egypt one day and Morocco,
0: you know, start at the <laughs> bottom. And... <laughs> we got to do a show on Zambi on the Zambezi and and tigerfish. Uh, mm-hmm. God, got Imagine
1: fly fishing place. the Nile River.
3: Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Be you know what? I'm gonna. I check. don't know. I don't know
1: if there's anything in there. What if you can do, fish for? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. that would be crazy.
3: That would be crazy. <laughs> you Googling. like you've got the
1: pyramids in the background? I even. You know. <laughs>
3: yeah. um, I'm gonna send my buddy Frederick um, a message. His name is uh, Mwewa and Duna, and he has a lodge on the Zambezi. So I'm gonna message yes. him right now.
0: That's right. That's right. That guy we've been telling you to message for four years. I know. it. am always like casually drops.
1: Like, we're like, man, it'd be so great to fish there. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? My brother actually uh, owns a fly fishing lodge there. And you're like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? we're flying there next. Um, yeah, he's actually flying there like tomorrow. He's, he's like, do you want to come? Do you know anyone that wants to come specifically I love, for free?
1: I love when he was just like, oh, yeah, there's permanent Tobago. And we're all like, what?
0: <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should, should we go? Then? It's like,
1: yes, we should go. <laughs> should which is we, crazy. It's like you <laughs> so can go hang out at my mom's place and fish for permit i'm like okay yeah, like, yeah that sounds pretty good to me man <laughs> oh it takes it, it takes gotta, like less less time going there than it does yeah elk lake <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true but you know what although
0: the the cape rivers um the cape streams like we yeah. should if when we go down we should we should just spend a day fishing those anyway because they're sick oh, like they're so fun oh to they fish look i'm like oh my god
1: they look they look they look they look first of all this like you said the setting is pretty unreal and the fish are pretty unreal the water's Um,
0: met like whack how nice it is like that pool i was talking about um Mm -hmm. we'll share a picture from that too it's like it was so cool it was just like this perfect little pristine kind of felt like jungly you know pool where it's just like deep water and just like ton of trout just all just the photos from flies. that were
1: great because you guys did the little disposable cameras, so it yeah. really felt like you were on like a vacation <laughs> from a different time
3: yeah <laughs> totally, totally. got a text i got a text from zambia all right um, you got like a text back already the... you just yeah him he and he's goes 100 yeah he goes he goes his dad's lodge is ready to go uh ready to go in terms of um like basically what he said is but the thing is, you may have to camp there or stay at the the B and B because the lodge isn't built yet. So, but everything's landscaped and ready to go. So we're allowed to fish and.
0: So all we that go kind camp on the Zambezi. Yeah, there's there elephants. <laughs>
3: yeah, there's elephants, hippos, and stuff like that that we have to worry about. But I'll I'll, I'll text them. And <laughs> what
0: find out Exactly. What the... Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, let's do that. That sounds cool. Yeah, sure, whatever. Pencil it in for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: we'll see if we have time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We, yeah.
0: I don't know, man. I, I was kind of fi- hoping to fish the Ottawa River this year, like, I don't know. I might <laughs> be- <laughs> uh,
1: hey, we should we should, man. I haven't fished the Ottawa River, and I know. Yeah, we should take we should take Yoma Yeah, to show show, show where our roots lay.
0: Go catch some catfish yeah, behind Parliament. Like, the Parliament buildings. Idea. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll yeah. Yeah. We can go. We can go catch a carp. My mom. My mom lives right on the river. Nice. We'll go. We'll, we'll call, call it we'll fish uh,
3: capital plane. fishing. Hey, there you go. We'll call it what? Capital fishing.
0: <laughs> we'll call fish it what? <laughs> <laughs> fish the capital. Oh my god! Okay, just stop. Yeah, we'll go back. We'll <laughs> fish. We'll fish there, but definitely Zam- Zambezi. Jesus. We'll call.
1: We'll call Colin McEwen
0: Yeah, we'll go. We'll call him. That'd be fun. We'll
1: fish fish bass in the Mississippi, but yes, definitely uh, Zambezi would be sick. Yeah, it'd be I'd be terrified camping, but I would definitely want to do it just to. Just, a, just even just one night. Yeah,
3: totally. There's a B&B as well um, that his dad has set up for, I don't know how many rooms. Yeah, but there. I
1: mean, like, imagine saying you camped on the Zambezi. Yeah,
3: yeah but you guys crazy. know me.
0: I freak out, so I don't know.
1: You freak out. You freak <laughs> out tomogamy. <so>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like a hippo
0: might really get you going. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think, It's the most, most you... aggressive
0: animal in the world. <laughs> yeah. Might do it for you.
1: Yeah, Mitch, I think you could take one, though.
0: That's a true. hippo for <laughs> sure. <laughs> You me? They call me the Wall, man. You know you can't knock me over. You are hippo. the Wall. You're like you're like the short a hedgehog, I'm like a little hedgehog.
1: Center of gravity. You're like a yeah. I could flip a hippo. I could. <laughs> you're flip like an a armadillo. Hippo. Armadillo. Yes. You're like a little armadillo.
0: Hell yeah, man! I love that. I'll, I, don't worry, you I got y'all. Protect you from the the pose, the hippos. Yeah. They call me the
1: Wall. They call me the Wall. They call me the Wall. Well, that was really cool. It was really nice for because you guys got to spend time with him. So it was nice to actually meet him face to face. Yeah. so to speak yeah and uh, and chat with Richard he seems like a, a rad dude
0: hell yeah man yeah it was yeah. a great chat Richard thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show um, everybody thanks for listening and um, we hope you enjoyed hearing about South Africa more to come on on Africa and South Africa for sure you know we just kind of touched the surface of a bunch of topics but um, we'll we'll dive into each of those in the coming uh, well, the coming months and um, anyway thanks everybody for listening that's it for me Mitch uh, Yelma Thanks everyone Aldo. Thanks, everybody. Everybody, thanks for listening and take care.
1: You can find all of SoFly's content at SoFly.ca. On Instagram, we're at the SoFly Crew. You can reach us at thesoflycrew at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. On Facebook, we're SoFly, and our podcast is available on
3: SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify.